Hey, hello everyone, Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to this bonus episode where we're gonna be talking about the Moonshiners Fly-In, August 4th through the 8th of 2021. If you are a pilot and have not gone to a fly-in, I suggest you go there. Want to learn more about it? Go to flyindirectory.com and I'll forward over to PPG Zone's directory of fly-ins. We have Tim Gaskins, we have Dave Garris and Cody Bach today. Unfortunately, this was a, uh, we were talking on the phone recording it. This was not a live show and ended up, well, I, I think that my internet cut out, so I wasn't able to actually be there for the first part, uh, but I was able to get online just about five minutes later at the house. Anyways, if you have any questions, make sure you go to ppgzone.com and look for all the different fly-ins. You can get up with me anytime at ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Search for us, clearproptv.com, PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, and also paratalk.org. Without further ado, here is the bonus podcast for the Moonshiners Fly-In. Now we got a whole crew here. We're gonna be talking about Moonshiners. Who do we have on the panel right now? Cody? Yeah, hey guys. You got, got Tim with the bad apples. And I'm Dave Garris, the airport manager at Johnson County Airport. Now I know that you guys have been asking questions that were not answered on our last podcast. Uh, Cody, you have some of those questions right now in front of you, correct? Uh, the biggest questions have been kind of like hookups and generators and uh, dump stations, stuff like that. So as you know, as with any flying, most of the time we're kind of boondocking. So there's really no hookups. There's a dump station on the way out. There's a water fill on the way in. Uh, and generators, yeah, people, you can run generators. But, Cody, I'm trying to do the generators up in a selected spot away from the tent campers. So we're calling that area up on the East 40. Remember when you were there last time and it was up across the apron and up into the grassy areas? Yeah, we're going to let people, if they need to run generators all night, I understand. I got a buddy here that's got to run with a CPAP machine, so he's got to have electricity and everything all night. So, uh we're trying to keep them as separated as possible during after the 10 o'clock hour up till 10 o'clock at night. Uh, everybody can run, run generators down here on the apron. So that's what we're trying to do to keep everybody happy this year. 10, four. Yeah. We used to do that, Dave. And what we did was we just even separate the generators. You had the uh, Honda generators because they're so quiet. And then you had all the other generators. That's kind of like what we did too. Yeah, because somebody gets out there with a big old Briggs and Stratton, and nobody's yep. sleeping. Yep. <laughs> and that's why I say I go to I go to flying for night. I wear my earplugs no matter what. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah, those. Uh, I, I hate the, <laughs> when somebody comes out here and doesn't get a wink of sleep the night before because the generator was running all night long. Even though the people that were parking there said that they weren't going to run a generator, they do. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give them the opportunity. If you got to run your generator all night long, this is where you got to park, you know, yeah, and but we, the area, the area up watch. there where the generator isn't big enough really to separate out the Hondas and the, and the, Oh yeah. No, no, that's no, just, just one thing we did. It, we did Cause guys kept arguing. We said, Hey, okay. All the generators over here, Hondas on this side, everybody else on this side. But then I said, and we handed out the earplugs. We really did. We said, hey, have some earplugs. They work. Indeed. 
I've got a couple notes here. Uh, <laughs> there's Avgas at the airport. Uh, early arrival is permitted. Uh, any day before the event, it's 10 bucks uh, for camping. And then every night during the event, it's 20 bucks. Um, Dave, tell us about the food. Uh, tell you what, I'll hand that over to Skip here. He's the one that's going to be cooking, and it just happens that he's here at the right time. Nice. So this is Skip Holtzclaw. The camera's like right there. Holtzcamp. Hold camp. Yeah. We're uh, we're gonna have a full full breakfast, uh, hamburgers and hot dogs and stuff for lunch. Uh, probably some pulled pork. We'll cook down here. In the smoker, and uh, go from there. Have some sodas and chips, and I don't know. We're, we should have some pretty good meals. Right on. So, and we're we ain't doing it to make money. So, is we'll hopefully we'll have some good prices. Appreciate you, Dave. Yeah. Did you say maybe doing breakfast too? Breakfast. Eggs cooked to order, bacon, pancakes, sausage, maybe some hash browns. Mm. Deal. All right there at the airport. A lot, a lot depends on how many people are standing in line and what I can cook on a 36-inch griddle. And uh, I've got a smoker that we can turn down. We keep stuff warm in that. So I'm pretty optimistic. We'll have some good time. Right on. Well, thank you. It'll be a whole lot more convenient running into town. So. Yeah. It's nice. And then on and then, and then on Saturday the the beat routes coming back. Ooh. They're going to set up and do the buffet like they did last time. That was pretty good. Remember when they did that seafood buffet? Yeah, that was a treat. And I got a and I got a local band that's going to come out and try. I'm not sure. I've never really heard them. Don't know how good they are, but it'll be something anyway. <laughs> uh, hey, Tim, why don't you kind of run over some of the safety things? I know we've had a lot of questions around safety lately. And uh, what I like to try to do at every time we do this event is we always do a safety briefing uh, before anybody flies, especially the first and second morning for sure. You want to just brief us in on some of the safety stuff? Yeah, and I'm just going to go from uh, kind of like what we did at uh, um, in the air hogs and the bad apples and some of the fly-ins that we had. Um, you know, first uh, first thing is um, we got to have everybody, you know, be courteous of everybody else. Uh, one thing is never do not start your motors on the tarmac. It's the only you only start your motors uh, on the uh, basically the, the the launch area. Um, that's basically safety because if you got kids or anything else around or or wives or people just even uh, people coming out from town just seeing that last thing you want is someone sticking their hand in a prop that's running so uh, one thing we did we said you cannot start your motors uh, even just test them unless you're sitting uh, on the field where you're getting ready to take off then then do it there just straight safety um, second thing we looked at <clears throat> is um, you know we had spotters out there or what we used to call them as air bosses but in David's pardon the expression, I know up at uh, Sun and Fun and down at uh, Oshkosh, we call them air bosses. But in the PPG community, we call them air dicks. Um, so <laughs> All right. just the way we do it. So 
we're going to have the ear dicks out there. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll kind of be the eyes in the back of your head for you. So if you get ready to take off and stuff, check with a, with a, uh, a, an air dick and he'll make sure there's nobody coming in landing because landing's going to have priority. Uh, like the old saying is take off is optional landing is not, um, you're going to land no matter what, one way or another, either you get out of fuel or you're, or you're in trouble. So they'll be looking out behind you. So if someone's landing, let him know. Uh, they'll make sure that, uh, you know, you're clear to take off um, and keep your head on a swivel. Um, that's a big thing too. Cause once you're in the air, remember it's pilot in command. You, once your feet leaves the ground, you're in control and uh, keep your head on the swivel. When you take off, just fly straight and level, clear the area, uh, get away from the uh, port, you know, no uh, 180s back toward the people that are taking off um, and just play it safe. You know, just, uh, just use common sense. Um, also keep a, if you have a phone or radio with you, keep it with you in case you do have an engine out or something, we'll know you can call us. We'll have a number uh, that you can call that someone will be able to get a hold of you and we'll come out and pick you up and bring you back to the airport or, um, and stuff. Um, but the big thing is just common sense. Okay. Be courteous of others and just, you know, just watch out, keep your head on the swivel the whole time. Switch situational awareness. Also, I just want to throw in there, we do bracelets every year as well. Mm -hmm. They say something like the fifth annual Montreal's flying. On the inside of the bracelet, we always put the phone number to the airport, and Dave is right there, and he can hear that phone. If anyone has any trouble, uh, an engine out, they're in a field, they need a ride, uh, you know, that's a good phone number to have. Uh, and that'll be on a piece of uh, paper, too, when you come in. To the office to check in for your camping there'd be some information there for you as well uh, just kind of some rules and a phone number and some more contact information if you need anything so that'll be on the inside of the bracelets the airport phone number and something else okay um and then again like i said you know uh, morning briefing um attend the briefing just to make sure that uh that nothing's changed um because you, you know you never know what happens within 24 hours there might uh, something came up that you know um you, you need to know about uh don't fly over um houses uh hopefully you're not out there we won't have a problem don't fly over uh, uh the civilian population out there uh, which a lot of our guys like to show off so don't do that especially don't fly over livestock if there's any livestock in the area um, even at the bad apples even after briefing it um two miles away they thought you know we're two miles away from the airport nobody would see us um we got a call uh saying they were harassing the horses and the goats and they even actually had a movie of the two guys doing it. So, you know, just, you know, common sense and courtesy for people around there because Dave and those guys got to live up there with their neighbors and uh, you don't want to take them off and make it hard for Dave. So. Indeed, and I'll, uh, I'll add that to the briefing on the areas where not to fly around or areas where I've experienced a call in for mm -hmm. some horses or something like that, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll make everybody aware. Plus, when everybody checks in, I've got a map of the area that's depicting the no-fly areas, like at the ends of the yep. runways. I got caution areas down at the approach ends, uh, and the prison. Stay away from the prison. They don't like that at all. Uh, and there's <laughs> yeah. a little area over here by the by the end where some people have some Egyptian Arabian horses that are real sensitive. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'll let everybody alert of that. Yeah. Hey, Dave, can you uh, fill us in on NOTAMs and Yellow Jeep? Yes. Uh, uh, the NOTAM will be, since I can't close the airport, we're going to be having uh, in-numbered aircraft work here as well. Uh, 
we got uh i'm going to call up the notice to airmen and implement that yes, there's going to be paramotors in the area yeah that's uh, even though there's uh we've got bubba's free fly place around the corner here so i'm going to call us a note for like a two-week period uh, then i'll alert everybody if they do check their notums coming in that there's paramotor activity in the area and um uh, that you and the yellow jeep is for when the spotters or if i hear anybody coming on the radio and alerts us to um, an inbound aircraft. Uh, we take the yellow Jeep. I've got some lights on top of it that flash uh, with the yellow, and we race up and down the runway to kind of just give everybody a visual to keep the runway area clear. Hasn't been an issue. Uh, most of the time that the areas and times that y'all fly usually isn't conducive with the times that the general aviation traffic uh, comes in and utilizes the place. Y'all are mornings and evenings and their middle of the day kind of stuff it, it, just just one thing i just get it out of the way now because the I, I remember the last um, um moonshine as i flew at um uh we did have a couple guys fly at midnight the just saying they could do it you know that's um and at an airport um like i said i did it 25 years i was a control and stuff for 25 years you no, do not fly no. at midnight on a PPG. I don't care what, how brave you are and stuff like that, especially when you can get somebody in trouble. Um, just so to get it out now, uh, don't even try it. Just, you know, it's not going to happen. And don't even ask if you can do it. Because um, we've actually had it happen, a couple fly-ins, and, and then they, you know, they say, well, I'll ask forgiveness. No, there's no forgiveness on something like that. So don't even do it. Well, that's where I'm hoping my uh, PPG safety officers will step up. Oh, they will. I'll, 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 I'll give all the information and enforce the airport rules and uh, and the PPG representatives. See, because I didn't know anything about the flight at night being illegal for you PPG guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. so yeah, we, we're, we got uh, like 30 minutes of dawn and dusk and that's it. Um, but after that, no, we're not supposed to be flying. Now, not saying that when we're out in the middle of the high desert, you know, at midnight you got a full moon, <laughs> there's nobody out there or on a beach. But when it comes to an airport or a private uh, field or where someone owns it, no, you just don't do that. that you, why, why risk the chance of getting somebody in trouble uh, or, or that? So just, well, just don't even do it. Fortunately, the guy that uh, that did that, didn't he kind of get run out of your uh, oh, yeah. community yeah, yeah. there anyway? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, he was kind of uh, self uh, self clearing in uh, anyway. Yeah, but he's 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 not doing it. Correct. He's not the only one that's ever done it, Dave. So yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, just because I even had to ask down to Bad Apples, they say, "Hey, can we fly at midnight?" He said, "Look, we're putting a stop to it right now. No, period. Not even going to happen." Right. So, and I look at just the safety issue alone, just of it. Um, especially well, I'll, put that, I'll, I'll put that in the uh, entry information packet okay. then. Hey, uh, I just want to kind of reiterate something too. Uh, like Dave's been saying this whole time, especially on that last time we got together, if you guys want to come early to camp, that is totally okay. Just throwing that out there. If you wanted to show up on the Sunday before the event, 10 bucks a night, come a week early, stay a week. 
Heck, I don't care if y'all check in tomorrow night and stay for the whole month. Huh? <laughs> somebody out there on the ramp is kind of nice to have somebody around. Hey, Boy, Sean, do you have anything right. right there? Uh, some questions or anything? Is there anything we need to fill in on or? Well, thank you very much for you guys continuing this as I was driving home and I apologize. I was uh, still trying to get back from uh, running honeydew lists. I do have this real quick. I just want to make sure that we covered everything uh, because I, I unfortunately dropped. Uh, I had bad self service um, water hookups. We have water hookups or not. We've got wa a water fill station. Uh, when they pull in, you know, we've got the water hoses where we can fill up their tanks. As far as hookups, we can da daisy chain the garden hose as many times as y'all want. I do have a yard hydrant down there at the end of the hangar that's kind of over there on that side next to the grass. And what we do is just hook the hose up to it and try to get as many places on the hose as we can. So for all purposes i would say no uh you'll just use off of the tank uh, and for those lucky few that are able to hunker onto our little manifold system then power to you so in other words if you guys are driving your camper you don't need to fill up your camper full of water you can fill it up over there makes gas mileage a little bit better for you so thank you very much for that now as far as yeah, electric hookups we don't have electric come empty either, right you can come or you can come empty and leave empty i got a way to dump it out on the way out i got a way to fill it up on the way in awesome awesome because that was one of the questions oh, also yeah, so we, shots. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> now uh what was the second question you just had and then electric hookups, we don't have electric hookups, we're using generators. And um, right. I know it's going to be really hot over there. So are we all going to use generators anywhere? Or is there one place that we're going to um, have to park our vehicles or park our campers and just have one section generators and the other section not generators? What if everybody wants to run their generator and there's not enough room in the generator area? What do we do? Well, okay. then if it's in the middle of the day, everyone's probably going to be running some sort of generator. But the biggest thing was the tent campers in at nighttime. Yeah, it'll it'll drop down to cool enough to where you don't need generators up here at night. Yeah, I've never run a generator at night up there. Yeah, I remember wearing a lot of sweatshirts up there at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, so. it cools down. So mm -hmm. the, only, yeah. the only reason to run a generator at night is if you have some kind of medical thing uh, and need 120 volts to run it. Other than that, you can just open up your windows, and that's nice and cool. Okay, um, so as so far run them all day long until ten o'clock at night, and then turn them off for the for the sleeping time. And there is a place for running generators, like you're, we're talking about the Honda Quiet generators, not the Harbor Freight loud stuff. And <laughs> in right, so so if, for people that do have CPAPs or or have medical needs that need electricity at night, yeah. right. what yeah. section of uh, moonshiners can you park to run a quiet generator at night? We call that the East 40. It's off of the apron up onto the bank. There's a road that goes behind the corporate hangars that brings you out into a nicely grassed field that's got its own uh, takeoff and landing strip. So we have we have three areas to be able to take off and land. And one is up there on what we call the East 40. And it's a pretty cool place to camp out. 
Outstanding. Um, how about as far as bathrooms and showers? How many? Where are they? And do we have access oh, to them for 24-7? Yep. Hold, hold on just a second. I got you a hot hamburger, honey. I know. It's just down Okay. Thank you. Uh, uh, yep. You'll have access to the showers 24 hours a day. It's right here on the FBO, and it's in the uh, uh, men's and women's bathrooms. Okay, awesome. And we already talked about the dump station. Is there a maximum amount of pilots and guests that are allowed over at Moonshiner? Since we had so many people over at Bad Apples, and we have so many people on your website on, on Facebook that says that they're going, I think it's over 400 that say that you're going right now. Um, and if they bring their family with them, dogs, etc., that's going to be kind of packed. So is there a max? Is there a limit on how many people that uh, can be there? Or are we just winging it, winging it um, when the time comes? Well, <clears throat> I've got a backup area that we can put overflow into. Uh, we are an airport, so we do have quite a bit of property out here. Uh, so when it gets a little bit closer to it, uh, I might have to hack out another area if it looks like there's not going to be that many people here. Uh, we've had up to 100, I think, 14 pilots here before, and there was still room uh, for people to park. We hadn't even really saturated the second row on the apron yet uh, when that was going down. So right now, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Uh, and if it starts to grow, we've got a, we've got a place to put it. Okay, so so we are still trying to do better than bad apples and get like four hundred people to be able to to uh, come over to Moonshiners, right? Uh, that's up to y'all. We'll do, we'll do <laughs> more the million, you know. More the million. That's the way I look at it. That would be deal. fun. Good deal. Well, well, hopefully we can uh, we we can get four hundred people. Wouldn't that be awesome? I'm I'm looking forward to something like that. Another thing too, real quick, is some people might be allergic to like um, um, fertilizer on the grass. Uh, don't know if you guys are spraying for bugs or ticks or mosquitoes. And we if are you, not. You are not. Okay. So as of right now, we don't have to worry about any fertilizers or spray for mosquitoes or anything else that are out there. So people that are lurking is okay. just raw grass and it gets paid to uh, provide feed for cattle. Okay. Good deal. So, so they eat it. <laughs> good we need deal. Bug so spray. Dave, how's the mosquito situation? I don't remember uh, it ever we, being an issue. Yeah, we never had, we don't have mosquitoes up here. We're a little bit too high in elevation for them. I've never brought bug spray be before. Um, uh, uh, we have uh, the news bees that show up when the corn comes in, but that's usually a little bit later in the year. That's more like a September thing. Okay. And you can't get those away from you anyway, so they don't they don't bite. They just fly around and nuisance you. Well, that's good. Um, I also heard, too, that um, right now we're looking for volunteers to be uh, safety out there. Um, how is that working? I think that Cody and I talked about that. Cody, what, what what kind of safety are we talking about? And I know that we talked about bringing a yellow vest or a yellow, uh, or yellow or orange vest with you if you do want to be a safety volunteer. What is that all about? Yeah, I got an email probably a month and a half ago uh, from a guy just talking about the safety surrounding the event. And uh, I started talking to him for a while, and he actually volunteered to run uh, a section of safety maybe one morning or an evening. Uh, I probably won't be doing that much flying, so I'll probably be out there, but we would love to have 
some volunteers just so we're keeping everybody safe. Uh, yeah, like I said, definitely Cody, need it. Yeah, like I said, Cody, what we could do, like when you and I talked before, is kind of like what we did at Beach Blast. We had a, um, I, I guess it was like an easel and stuff. We had a paper up there and we just walked off times and said, uh, who'd like to volunteer? Could you please put your name up here and your phone number? And then, uh, you know, we did like, I think it was like two hour stints uh, that they'd be out on the field and then they'd come in and stuff and someone else would take over for them. And that, that worked out pretty well. So, because if they see it up there, a lot of times it's like, if you see it, you know, they will come. If you just talk about it, they'll do it. But if you actually have a, a something where they can write on, they'll get up there and put their name on it. Well, say that somebody's watching this right now and they're like, you know, I'd, I'd love to be, uh, I'd love to volunteer for our safety, uh, to be a safety person. Mm -hmm. Who do we contact to do that? Are we, are we contacting Cody and how do we contact you? Yeah, you can contact me at bikemancody at Gmail. It's B-I-K-E-M-A-N-C-O-D-Y at Gmail. Bikemancody, if you'd like to volunteer. Uh, and, and Tim, I, I can just start putting a list together. Uh, I've got two right now. So, yeah. So I know that Tim said that they had like a two hour stint. What if somebody just wants to volunteer for an hour? That's, that's no fine too. Yeah, oh. that's fine too. Very flexible when it comes to volunteers. Yeah, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> that's awesome. If you guys have the yellow or orange vest, you'd want to bring it with you if you want to be um, one of the safety volunteers. Otherwise, um, do you guys have a vest or something that shows that there's safety volunteers out there? Now, uh, as far as the airport side goes, yeah, we've got a bunch of lime green just lime green colored vests uh, that the airport representative, my people are going to be wearing. I've got spotters and I've got people set up for parking. I've got people set up for giving tours of the hangars, uh, mainly the other pilots that uh, use the airport here. They're going to come in and volunteer their time to help keep an eye on things and um, you can go up to any of them for any questions and we're going to be wearing the lime green that would distinct us from the orange and yellow vests okay so the the uh, green are are the main safety people the orange and yellow are the volunteers yep the green ones are going to be associated with the airport yeah, I, uh, and the yellow ones are associated with the ppg guys yeah hey, cody just one uh, one other thing i just thought of that uh that we did down at the beach place it really helped out a lot too with identifying the people is uh and actually believe it or not paul anthem is the one that came up with the idea is we just had some paddles um just little round paddles that uh you get out there and people will automatically look for you at least in the ppg community look at you on the field and all they can do is point and give me the green or red green on one side red on the other and they'll know who you are right then right if they see the paddle in your hand so if they don't have the best of stuff, maybe if we make a couple paddles, saying, okay, go ahead and launch, don't you don't you launch and stuff like that, it would help. Don't they have ping pong paddles that are already green and red? Yeah, but those use I don't know if those are big enough. Oh, you're, talking, all, about, all oh, you're talking about big paddles then. Yeah, okay. we're talking about 12 inches. At least so it's visible so they can see it. That it's is really good. awesome. Yeah, so I mean it, it worked out really well for a lot of guys down at Beach Flash when it really got crowded at one time. Okay, so since we're talking about being out there, um, we are talking about air bosses out there, correct? Well, air dicks in the PPG community. 
Air, air bosses in the aviation community, PPG community, we call them air dicks. Right. So, so air that, dicks and you can thank air. the and you can thank the Indian air hogs for that because it's stuck. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're, we'll call them air bosses right now, but you guys can call them whatever you want to behind their back. I'm sure they'll love you for it. Oh no, they don't. We've got t-shirts that says air dicks on them. <laughs> and they were proud to wear them. <laughs> okay. So so those are going to be the guys that wear the, wear the yellow or wear the green, yeah. and they're going to help you. As far as the safety volunteers, what are what are those uh, jobs or what are those volunteers that are going to do? Are they going to be the, um, the air dicks or the air bosses, or are they just something else? They're basically all the same. At least uh, anybody that dealt with safety with us, they had all the um, – same job. I mean, you're watching on the field, watching, make sure nobody starts their motors in the camping area. Um, safety reasons. Once you get on the field, then you had the uh, like the air dicks out there directing traffic. If you want to say it, you can say it like that. You know, launch, uh, stay there until someone lands. So, but everybody, everybody's a safety guy. Uh, even you and me, as we're walking around, if you see something that's not right, let somebody know. But everybody's a safety guy. That's one thing we have to press with everybody. This is all community. We got to protect our own community. So if you see something that's not right, don't be don't say, well, maybe I won't say something to him. Um, um, there's been many times that I, I, mean, I had a guy come up to me and uh, this is many years ago and say something to me. And I said, damn, I never thought about that. And he was just a guy walking around. And I said, man, I'm glad I wish everybody else would do that. So everybody's a safety guy. Okay, awesome. Uh, how about as far as like campfires? Do they need to be in a certain pit? Do they need to have rocks around them? Uh, what kind of um, um, open fires do we get to have? Elevated if possible. Uh, if y'all have some kind of some kind of pit or something like that, they would keep it off of the ground. We've got a lot of dry grass out here, and uh, it could get underneath there and start undermining. So I'm not a real big fan of open fires. Plus, I wouldn't think y'all would want it with all the nylon around and everything. Hopefully, we put that away from us. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got one of these propane fire pits, and that thing has just been awesome for about three or four years. Just hook it right up to the camper. I made a liter hose. It's about 25 feet long. It's away from everything. And uh, five or six yeah. guys around that little thing. It's kind of yeah. fun. You know, I know Dave Wolf is coming, and he's got one. He's all excited about it. He used it down his whole thing, and and uh, it's it's up on a thing. It's a pit-like thing that's up on uh, stilts and stuff in a box, and everybody sat around that and stuff. So, yeah, as long as, uh, as, long as it's not on the ground, that's where yeah, we're going to yeah. stay up. You know, if it's yeah. an elevated little deal, I got no problem. Uh, Cody's little fire pit, yeah, I've seen that in action, and that thing's awesome. You know, easy to light. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and it doesn't look like it would ever get away from anybody. So yeah, keep it to that. Okay. Um, let's see. As far as safety, obviously, don't fly over the trailers or people. You know, we are following the FAR 103. Even though we're out there, you know, we do want to continue to follow the actual rules of our sport. So no flying over trailers or people. Uh, any Dave, other any other safety yes. things that we talked about? Dave, can you talk about the radio antennas on the building and up behind the FBO? Yes, we have uh, uh, ADSB antennas. We have uh, COM antennas. We've got the AWOS 
which is a weather station antenna, all sticking out there ready to grab somebody flying by. So the main hangar has got all this stuff up here that I recommend staying away from. Here you go, Steve. And uh, other than that, uh, there's no other antennas. We've got an AWAS, a weather station over there, but it's only about 10 feet off the ground and colored pretty good. So uh, it's hard to hit that baby. Uh, a lot of the guys, uh, I'm in the process right now of cutting trees down, going down the creek for those guys who like to foot drag. And then they usually peel out of the creek and go do a lap around the windsock. So be careful of the windsock sticking up. Uh, but other than that, that's pretty much it. Just stay away from the FBO. It's pretty obvious when you get here. Or you pull through the gate and you see the antennas sticking up and they go to 30 feet above ground. Hey, another big topic of safety talks is uh, kind of takeoff and landing areas. Uh, just depending on what the wind's doing that day, uh, I think in, in our safety briefs, uh, you know, that's kind of going to be more laid out. Okay, well, the wind's coming from this direction, so we're going to have to try to maintain this area of takeoff area and this side more of landing area. So I know a lot of people were wondering about that. So... And, and you all have the availability to use the runway as well. Absolutely. Yeah, both that's sides a, of the runway are That's a huge untapped resource out there. <laughs> yeah, both sides of the runway are uh, just nice and grass. Don't, uh, don't pigeonhole yourself to the spot, uh, spot of grass in front of your camper. Yeah, you can venture out and set up pretty much anywhere around here. Ten four. Well, Tim, did you have anything else? Uh, safety wise, no, I'm just looking forward to being up there and seeing you guys. So, and, um, but uh, you know, like I said, uh, I know uh, got uh, quite a few white apples coming, so whatever we can do to help you guys out, we'll, be, we'll do it and stuff like that. I'm just looking forward to seeing you guys. Right on, sounds great. A little, Tim, little so over much. a month away, yeah. Thank you so much for your help with the safety side of things, Tim. Dave, thanks for allowing us to use your little airport there. You and bet. Sean, thanks for hosting this thing. Kind of get a little more information out there a little closer to the event. Absolutely. So let's say that somebody wants to learn more about your event. How do we find more information? I know that you can go to PPG Zone and uh, or you can go to flyindirectory.com and actually find all the different fly-ins that are available. You can go there and check out Moonshiners. Are you going to have more information that we're going to be put up on um, PPG Zone's fly-in? Yes. Right now we're working on, again, just a sheet of paper size of informational stuff with phone numbers and rules and do's and don'ts, uh, as well as uh, anything else that needs to be on there. I don't have that quite put together yet, but that'll be shared on the Facebook page. I can give you, send you an email with it. You can put it up on PPG Zone, and then it'll be in the FBO uh, upon arrival as well. So, okay. Do yeah, we, I'll do make, we want, I'll make do sure everybody put, gets it. Do we want to put Dave Garris's uh, information on there too? Is there a phone number and email that we can uh, uh, put out there for people to get up with Dave? That's up to Dave. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I've been answering quite a few uh, uh, messages on the Facebook. I got a Johnson County Airport Facebook page, and that's where I've got it posted. And it's got the description of the event, it's got the times, it's got the fees, the whole bit. Uh, I don't address any of the safety issues that we talk about on here because I do that when everybody arrives. 
but it's got the telephone numbers and it's got my uh, uh, email address on there. Uh, my email address, if y'all want to write it down, is jcairport at icloud.com. Ah, so you can have an through, iPhone. Uh, <laughs> yep. Hey, Tim, I yes. know we talked about this the other day. Nobody's going to be able to fly without their bracelet. When they have yeah. the bracelet, that means they've been safety briefed. Yes. You get safety briefed on the first day, uh, you know, when, you know, 200 people start pouring in, you've got to be briefed before you can fly. So if someone's flying without a bracelet, uh, unless they just don't want to wear a bracelet, it's just we're trying to get everyone safety yeah, briefed yeah, before they, flying they, takes They need a, takes a bracelet off. because that, looks, that identifies, hey, not only did uh, you attend the, uh, the briefing, but you know what's going on. So, yeah, I would definitely say you have to have a bracelet to get on the field and and on the first day, like I said, a lot of people are going to be coming in and stuff. Um, well, so what we did was, you know, you had a morning briefing. Then we'd like have an afternoon brief, uh, a lunch briefing, and then a late afternoon briefing. So you had three of them. So basically, there was no excuse for them not to have a briefing before they flew. And sometimes we even did one-on-one. -on -one. If a guy got there and he said, hey, I really want to fly, and, uh, you know, we can do a one-on-one. -on -one. But, uh, yeah, we can set that up. It won't be a problem. Also, I've had a few guys message me about uh, doing workshops in the middle of the day just for different things, carburetor rebuilds, top ends, uh, repacking reserves. So if anyone wants to do a workshop, please email me again at bikemancody at gmail.com. That uh, definitely gives us something to do in the middle of the day when we're just staring at each other. Are you guys going to be doing any kiting wars or anything like that? Sure, absolutely. Is, is that something that's planned or is that something that we can plan ourselves and, and make happen? Or, or It just depends on the wind in the middle of the day. Uh, you know, kind of being in the mountains, it can be a little tricky sometimes. That's a good, that's a good thing real quick to talk about the wind. What is it like over there in the morning, uh, noon and evening when we go fly? What, what is it normally like? Uh, Dave's over there more than I am. <laughs> oh, it, it starts off foggy in the morning. As soon as the fog breaks, it's just really still and the perfect time to fly. Uh, around 9.30 at 10 o'clock in the morning, it starts heating up the valley and you start getting some turbulence. Uh, that's when everybody usually comes in and lands and then cruises out into the community for daytime activities. Uh, about four o'clock, everybody starts gathering back up by five thirty, six o'clock. It's laid down enough to where everybody jumps up and starts flying again until dark. Hey, so Dave. that's usually the way it goes through. Uh, the prominent wind is from the west to the east. Um, it blows right down this valley and we are subject to uh, mountain winds in the evening where you can go up to the top of a ridge and the hot air expelling from the valleys will actually form an uh, updraft on both sides of a mountain. Yep. Dave, about what time is sunset there lately in the mornings? And, uh, uh, sunset here lately, since Sorry. it's the summer solstice, it just turned, it's like 9.30 before it gets dark up here right now. So sun, uh, sunrise. In August, sun, sunrise is about 6 o'clock right now. Nice. 5 30 6 o'clock okay in august i think i remember it being about 6 15 or yeah. so when it's light enough to start flying 
All the way to nine thirty. It's it's uh, light, and then it's sunset, so we can fly until nine thirty. Is that what you're saying? Or well, right now, if you were here this month, but by the time uh, August rolls around, it'll set. You'll be able to fly till about eight thirty. Okay. Nice. Any I guess other? I- I guess it helps being a little higher up. We're at 2,240 feet. I've seen it darker <laughs> down in Johnson City than it is up here. Okay. And we did talk about don't fly over the prison, right? Oh, yeah. I'll I'll make that fact clear on everybody that comes in. Okay. And um, that'll be, that'll be in, into the briefing that I hand out when everybody comes in, along with all the rules, regulations, uh, telephone numbers, emergency contacts, what to do, where to go. All and that we, is handed out, and we have a notum or a um, or a, a, for a flight restriction just for us, or just a notum for us up to a certain altitude. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm putting it in for both uh, y'all and the Tater Hill Free Flyers as well. And that's up to what altitude? They go up to fifteen thousand. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the notum up to fifteen. I couldn't imagine y'all going up that high. Well, we want to see, you know, what 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 it went up to. We might actually try to do an altitude, uh, you know, um, oh, record, personal records. I know I want to hit at least ten thousand. I haven't done it yet. And if you guys have, give me a call. <laughs> well, let me let me we'll just plan. We'll cold. plan that ahead. If you're into doing something like that, then I'll uh, I'll I'll work it out. That's I know awesome. the I can I know the numbers to call if you're interested in and in setting some kind of record or skying it out. That would be really fun. Maybe we can get a bunch of people that will go up and, and try this. Also, too, isn't there like three states that we can we can take off and, and fly through three different states? Is that correct? That is correct. We're right up here in the very tip corner of northeast Tennessee. So we've got North mm-hmm. Carolina right over the hill, and we've got Virginia right around the corner. So if the winds are right and you do a little bit of pre-planning, you could go fly over that corner. And hit three different states. Too too far away on a paramotor to go for four states, because you've got uh, you've got West Virginia or uh, uh, Kentucky not too far away. So, so it's, not, it's not it's not much for us to go up in our full scale planes and hit four states just on a quick little flight around the area. With a paramotor, what's the what's the mileage around or the time around to be able to hit four states? You'd be aloft for about an hour and a half, I'd say. Well, that's not bad. I usually fly for two and a half hours. Might have to hit, might have to try for the four states. You should. Uh, the 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 corner is right up on Mount Rogers. There's an actual survey mark up there that designates the spot where all three states meet. Uh, back in my younger days, I camped out on that marker, and it's uh, not too far away from here. You can just do a straight line shot for that, cruise across all three corners at once. Start working on that flight plan, Sean. I am working on it right now as we speak. <laughs> so, you want to go to 15,000 feet, and you want to fly four states. Those are your two goals for this flying. What if I flew 15,000 feet over four states, huh? I huh? don't know about that. You'll freeze. <laughs> You'll freeze. <laughs> it sounds like a heck of an adventure over there. What are some of the things that we can do midday while everybody else is, uh, or oh, while yeah. 
Yeah, what are, what are some of the cool things around there that we can go do midday? Well, we've got Dome Mountain Recreation Area right across the street over here. You can uh, either bring or rent side-by-sides and motorcycles, and we've got 8,600 acres of uh, mountain wilderness with trails all cut through them. Uh, that's, that's been drawing quite a crowd. Uh, as far as motorcycles go, we've got uh, the famous Snake. That's a motorcycle road around here that people come from all over the place for and the cruise through Shady Valley. Uh, to the west of us, we've got Watauga Lake. Um, Johnson County has access to that area as well. They have boat rentals down there. Uh, you can go out and fish and, and, and boat around that if you want. We've got hiking trails. We've got uh, trout fishing. We've got Grandfather Mountain around the corner over here. Boone, North Carolina. Blowing Rock. Tweetsie Railroad. Um, the Blue Ridge Parkway, uh, beautiful scenes over there and just across the corner in North Carolina. Um, uh, we've got the, the famous creeper trail, uh, where they take you up to the top of white top on a bicycle and it's a gravity run all the way back down. It's about a three hour trip, uh, 17 miles. Yeah. I've got a buddy here who just did that. Um, very, very scenic area to come explore in. So pretty much whatever you want to do in a rural area, we've got it covered for you. So it sounds like we are going to have a blast. Is there anything else that you guys want to add before we end the podcast? Looking forward to seeing everybody. Definitely. Um, so Dave Garris, uh, you're the airport manager and uh, we can get up with you on your Facebook page, you said. And what was that address or how do we get up to you on Facebook? Uh, Johnson County Airport or you can reach me on uh, Facebook page, Dave Garris, or my email address, jcairport at iCloud.com. Okay, I'll try to put all that information down in the description below. So uh, just look down below and you should be able to see that. Uh, we also got uh, Tim Gaskins. He's a bad apple. He's the one that um, is our safety person. Are you, you're going to be the main safety person. Is that correct, Tim? Well, I'll be the point. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, but everybody's going to be the safety person. So, yeah. All right. So you are the point of contact for safety. So um, how do well, we with, get up? With, with Cody, yeah. Okay. Do we get up with you at all if we need to ask you any questions? If so, how do we get up with you? If you um, go ahead. Go ahead, Cody. Yeah, if anyone has any more safety questions, if you want to get with me and if I can yeah. answer them, I'll get with Tim. He's run safety at several events, so I really look up to him when it comes to keeping people's fingers and hands on and making sure everyone's going home the same way they came in. So, again, you can email me, Facebook. Uh, we've got the Facebook page, too. So any, any, any one, any one of those for safety. So. And Cody Bach, he's the guy that's, you know, uh, so you're, you're the person that is advertising all this because you got the school over there, correct? Yeah. I help promote, uh, the moonshiners flying, uh, again, you know, thankful to Dave that he's letting us, you know, <laughs> let it happen every year and i just i never thought i'd get this big but we'll, we'll see we'll see how it uh, how it goes this year I'm, I'm excited we're gonna have a good time and if somebody does want to go to your school can you give us a little information about your school yeah. and how to get up with you yeah so i've been training uh the summer makes seven years uh i'm a usppa instructor uh, uh smppg.com 
got a Facebook page, Smoky Mountain Paramotor, and we're in Knoxville, Tennessee area. So we're, uh, we can get you out. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate you all hanging out with me uh, this afternoon. I apologize for my my driving and my dropping of calls and stuff like that. Is that me or what, what was that noise? Hope that wasn't me. Anyway, um, thank you very much for joining us. If you need any more information, get up with myself, ppggrandpa at gmail.com or with Cody, Tim, or Dave. Thank you very much. You guys have a wonderful day and we will catch you next time. Okay, see you guys. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys soon. Take care.